All right. Hey, everybody. It is, I don't know, Thursday afternoon. I think that sounds right. Um, just another day in the world of college football realignment. Uh, I've read it's 2021. I think it's actually 2011. We're back to those days. Uh, Gabe DeArmond here. I am in Columbia, Missouri. Mitchell Forty on the other side of your screen is in a ballroom in uh, Hoover, Alabama, where SEC Media Days has been going on for the last four days. Missouri took the stage this morning. Mitch, I know you got there yesterday and basically followed Eli Drinkwitz around, who it appears is, as we kind of anticipated, he would be the star of SEC Media Days. Yeah, I followed him around as best I could. Unfortunately, actually, with the COVID deal this year, couldn't quite actually go every single place he went, but still got to uh, hear most of the sound bites at a minimum. And yeah, I mean, like, it's pretty much what we expected. I think you and I have both said that he was pretty much made for SEC media days. You know, he's not a coach who worries about, uh, you know, bulletin board material or, or making headlines. He thrives on that. He uh, he likes to be the star of the show, and he was today. You know, he, he was cracking jokes. He was uh, taking jabs at other coaches, taking jabs at the league office, you know, talking about uh, about Texas and Oklahoma. So uh, I, I think it's safe to say that, uh, that he was the darling of the day. Yeah, and um... – Somebody had told me yesterday, you know, he has been waiting for this day since he walked off a high school field. And he had to wait an extra year because, like, he didn't get to do this last year, right? So he has been – like, he has a way of – I guarantee you he, he thought of some of these things he was going to say, like, six weeks ago. Um, but he has a way of making them not sound uh, not, not sound canned. And, and, and guys, I'm, I'm getting – some of you are saying there's a little bit off maybe with my mic uh, – that may have to do with, with echo from my computer, echo from Mitch's computer. I'm not sure if we can figure it out as we go along. We will. Hopefully it's not too bad. Uh, we're, we're trying a couple things. I might have to move the camera and figure something out. But, no, I mean, Drinkwitz did what he's done in, in pretty much every press conference since, uh, since we've covered it. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned, you know, people talking about him waiting years to, to do this. Like he actually told a story that when he was here as a high school coach, his first year as a high school assistant in 2006, his Springdale team played in the seven on seven tournament at Hoover and they went and got lunch at the mall food court and SEC media days was going on. He was like, oh, that would be fun. I've been to that. So, food court. Yeah. Today. so I, I ate lunch at that food court today. got a cheesesteak. Uh, mainly actually just went down there to thaw because this media room is about 15 degrees. It's kind of insane. But um, <laughs> but yeah. So, I mean, he, he uh, I'll, I'll have more on, on that tomorrow. I'm writing my story for tomorrow morning just on, on Drinkwitz. But I, it was fun to, uh, you know, to, to just get to hear uh, hear all that he had to say. Disappointed. I thought you were going to say you're writing your story for tomorrow on the food court. Um, <laughs> yeah, know, my Charlie's cheesesteak. <laughs> I know I've been to the Chick-fil-A there. Uh, it's been a few years since I've been to Hoover, but uh, I assume that's yeah, still the there. Chick-fil-A, because... The Chick-fil-A had a long line. I, I was like 120 and I hadn't eaten. I was like, cheesesteak, that looks good yeah. enough. Yeah, I did manage to figure out the button I needed to hit to make the echo go away. So that's good news. Uh, I want to give a shout out real quick to Paul Burkhardt, who made shiny new graphics for our show um, this year. Mitch, I know you can't see him, but you'll see him eventually. Uh, so kudos to Paul. And the first thing up there on the uh, left hand of the screen, September 4th season opener. We are what, Mitch? Six weeks and a couple days. Is that that about right? Yeah. I think I think that sounds right. Yeah, I think Saturday will be six weeks out. Mm -hmm. So I know you weren't there for for everything, um, and we'll get to what the big story of SEC Media Days, which it really doesn't have a whole lot to do with SEC Media Days. We'll talk about that in a minute. But what kind of, at least from today, was the feel? I know Brian Harson went. Um, 
I honestly don't even remember the third coach that that went today. But but yeah. what's kind of the the talk and the chatter down there, other than you know the Red River rivalry, which we'll talk about soon. Right, right. The other coach today was Sam Pittman. Um, oh, right. You know, it was honestly, it was just it was kind of what you would expect. You know, a lot of the, the questions in the main room are just you know reporters from other teams asking questions about like a, a, a specific question of a coach about right. you know an interaction they've had with a player or a staff member or whoever on that team. Um, the the overarching themes were. Um, you know, name, image, and likeness, and, and COVID vaccinations. And Eli Drinkwood spoke quite a bit on both of those. I have uh, quotes from that in the notebook that I put on the site earlier, so check those out. He was he was pretty strong on the the COVID vaccination subject. You know, I know he he, he said like I know this is a a bit of a tender issue, a political yeah. issues, but he he said he pretty much came out and said you know I, I want our guys to get vaccinated both because it's a competitive advantage and because I believe that's what's best right. and. Uh, you know, he that that's kind of shows more also of, of you know how he's unique in his ability to go from joking around to to pretty serious about a topic that could be a little touchy to yeah. then joking around again. Um, and name, image, and likeness, he was uh, likewise pretty good. I mean, obviously, we knew kind of where he stood there since he was, uh, you know, part of getting the the law passed in Missouri. But you know, he just talked about look, Alabama's quarterbacks already making a million dollars off of this. That's going to help them in recruiting. We need to find a way to help get it to help us in recruiting. So uh, I think that was a little bit of a challenge to Mizzou fans. And uh, by the way, one other fun note on uh, on NIL, Case Cook. He was asked, you know, about the the idea that you know offensive linemen might be mad if his quarterbacks making a bunch more money. And Case Cook basically said, "Hell no! Wait till you see the deals I got lined up. I'm cashing in, baby." <laughs> there you go. Uh, real quick, you mentioned Bryce Young. Do we really believe Bryce Young has a million dollars in name, image, and likeness deals? Because I don't. Yeah, I, I mean, like you know, you never want to say no for sure because it's Alabama, right? That's right. you know, it's, things are different down there. Everything's bigger, and he's the starting quarterback. But no, I kind of don't either. And I think it was kind of brilliant of Saban to yes. throw that out there because, right, like you said, it's it's a recruiting thing. You know, hey, come come be our our quarterback. It doesn't matter if you played it down; you can make a million dollars. Right. If the if the guy that's going to start for us is making a million, like you can come here and be the third stringer and make two hundred and fifty grand. <laughs> I'd be shocked if it was true, but that's not the point. Um, it's it's yeah. being used for recruiting, which obviously the NCAA said was not going to happen, and, and that can't be a part of it. So way to go, NCAA. Good foresight right. on, on that one. Uh, the, the COVID stuff, though, like I, I can't remember when we talked to Jim Sterk. I want to say it was about two weeks ago. Uh, two yeah, and a half weeks right. ago. And, and he said at that point, like 50% of Missouri athletes are vaccinated and like, we really, we really got to do better. And I don't know if you saw, I think Akil Byers, who was there was actually one of the ones I saw in the couple days after that press conference. Like I saw a good number of Missouri football players tweeting that they had gotten the shot and look, whatever you think about it or don't think about it, like Drinkwood said, like Nick Saban has said, Look, if you don't get it, you're increasing the chances that your team is going to forfeit a football game this year, and nobody wants that. So whether you think it should, you should get it, you shouldn't get it, whatever, like it's kind of a big deal, and the coaches are going to want these kids to do it. Now, I don't think they're going to do things like you can't play if you didn't get it, but they're not going to be real happy if all of a sudden their team has to go through contact tracing because they had 24 kids who didn't want to do this. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think definitely what happened was, you know, kids were off campus there for a, a week or so around 4th of July. And when they got back, I think there was a big push from the, the Mizzou administration to uh, 
you know, get, get people vaccinated or at least get their first shot. And that's something Drinkwood said is, you know, they've got a number of people who, who are, you know, between their first and second shot right now. So he wasn't sure what the exact percentage of the roster would be today, but he knows it's under 85 right now, but said he's very confident they can get to 85% by the start of fall camp. And his approach, he basically said was, you know, I, I, it's an individual choice and everyone can make their decision. But like, if you don't get vaccinated, we've got to treat you differently. You know, you've got to wear a mask, you've got to social distance, you've got to have the same basically rules that we operated with last year because you know we, we can't have a an outbreak like nc right. state had at an inopportune time so that that was kind of his approach and if i remember and not to get too deep in the weeds on this but i mean you and i both got ours pretty close together back i think in in late march mm-hmm. or early april i mean so if he's saying we ought to be 85 percent by fall camp that means he's at least confident 85 percent of the kids will have gotten at least one shot and then look the second one might come two weeks later but Ideally, probably you get one shot and five days later, you should be okay and and not really at risk of of a whole lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you know, like he like I said, he he wouldn't go too deep into specifics with the numbers, but he uh, he seemed confident about the 85 percent. So I know Akil Byers and Case Cook were there and like, you know, guys that that obviously Mizzou fans know, maybe not the biggest media personalities or all that. Anything come out of other than the fact Case Cook wore cowboy boots. Did, you know, anything worthwhile come out of talking to those guys today? Yeah, nothing too much. Um, you know, Akil Byers was, was okay. He, he's, you know, he's just not, he's, I don't think it's really in his personality to, to be all too vocal. Um, mm-hmm. he, he's not someone who's going to give you a long-winded answer or anything his, like his that. His suit made uh, a lot Case of headlines Cook. today. Yes, it looked good. I thought he was, he was sharply dressed. Uh, yeah. Case Cook was was very funny, much more personable than I've seen him in the past. Um, but yeah, his most of his his funny answers were more about his clothing or his departed mullet than really anything like right. football related. You know, he, he he did say that this is the first suit he's ever owned, um, but he still wore his boots. He wore his nicest pair of boots. There was much yes. ado about the boots. We yeah. talked about his mullet. He said he'll have some surprises for us soon with his facial hair. Well, so those were probably the headlines with Case Cook. Yeah, I saw his boots and Drinkwitz's shoes, and I'm like, the things people choose to pay attention to here to here are kind of weird. But hey, whatever. It's not like it's not like they're going to tell uh, us what formation they're lining up in and who's starting on day one. Yeah, I will say Cook did have a couple of quotes on you know just guys from the offense. He 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 was very you know spoke highly of Connor Base like as did Eli Drinkwood's talking about yeah he's absolutely our starter and you can kind of see that after a full off season as our starter he's got a different way about him you know a little mm-hmm. bit of a confidence. Gase Cook did slip in there a couple different times. He said watch out for Towski Dove. Okay. That's all he would say. He said watch out for Towski Dove. So okay, we will pass along his message. Uh, we will be watching <laughs> anything uh, anything like newsy at all i mean i know a lot of times they'll have a fall camp schedule or maybe there'll be hey this this guy is is hurt and isn't going to be there or something like that anything like that come out today not really you know Drinkwitz was talking a little bit about the defense and he said that, that you know they're, they're going to run a four two five base formation with three cornerbacks which is right. no huge surprise that's about what we thought you know it's very similar to last season um you, you may not have instead of a third safety although what josh bledsoe played was more cornerback than anything and you may not have that buck stand up outside linebacker that was a little newsy the other thing that i thought was a little was interesting was uh, he was talking about the 2022 recruiting class where they have 12 guys committed right now and he said basically because of the you know the COVID numbers where guys or the COVID year where guys can come back, they're only going to get probably 15, 16 commitments before the, the start of the season mm-hmm. and then probably wait until after the season, see where they're at, 
see how many spots they have left, who wants to come back, and where they need to get immediate help in the transfer portal versus where they can take another high school kid. So there you heard it. Mitchell said that Eli Drinkwitz wants to get Luther Burden and three other guys before the start of the season. So uh, <laughs> that's that's breaking news on the 573 report today. I did do need to mention and, and didn't mention it at the top. Look, we're, we're a little out of practice with this whole thing. We threw this together kind of last minute, but this is uh, the 573 report, special summer edition, 573tees.com. Go there. They're doing a lot of stuff. They did some stuff with Drake Heismeyer. I know uh, Daniel Hawthorne, the long snapper, did a, did a T-shirt with him. They're doing some name, image, and likeness stuff. But they also have a lot of just Mizzou stuff, a, a lot of things that, that you guys might want to check out. So make sure to do that, and, and we're in talks with those guys. Uh, certainly expect to to have that partnership continue during this season. We're going to do a lot of the, a lot of stuff with video shows and, and podcasts and all that throughout this football season. So we will get to that. Um, so I remember, Mitch, I, I don't know, I want to say it was maybe four-ish years ago, four or five years ago, um, I, Pete Scannelberry was at uh, uh, Media Days for us, and I was actually back in Columbia, and we happened to break the story that Mac Rhodes was going to Baylor about 10 minutes before Barry Odom took the stage, and I thought, hey, that's a pretty big deal. Like, that's a big story. SEC Media Days will be talking about that. So that's clearly not the biggest story that's broken at SEC Media Days in the last few years. Uh, I know you actually found out from a text from me when your plane landed in Nashville that this whole this story was out about OU in Texas. So you weren't yet at Hoover, but just being there last night and then kind of through the morning, what's what's been the talk and the reaction down there? Yeah, I mean, obviously that's that's what everyone's now been talking about is the possibility of Texas and Oklahoma joining the SEC. And, and you touched on this on the site, but for people who haven't seen it, you know, I think at this point everyone's thought is, you know, I mean, this is legitimate. This is yeah. not just complete BS. There is something to this. No one has come out and denied it, and you have a lot of different outlets coming out and sourcing, you know, this has been talked about. There's people meeting about it, stuff like that. So clearly there's some smoke. Obviously nothing is, you know, it doesn't seem like anything is decided. I think there's also, one thing that's a bit of a consensus here is uh, who leaked this information, and it probably oh. was the uh, the team whose AD actually happened to just show up and have something to say on the matter yesterday. And it's um, it's the one so. who absolutely doesn't want it to happen. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, just, you know, talking to people about it, it's been fascinating. You know, obviously, um, that's, you know, every coach, regardless of, I mean, like, you know, people asking Eli Drinkwitz about it, and it provided him a chance to give some good sound bites, but like, mm-hmm. you know, like he has no business being asked about that, but same thing with every coach who got up there today, you know, like Brian Harson, he's like, I haven't coached a game in this league yet. Right. I don't, I've never, I have no history with Oklahoma or Texas, but like, whatever, you know, it's, he did, act- he night, did actually so. coach at Texas at one point in time. I believe he was there. Yeah, OC. That's true. But yeah, but no, it, it, it is what obviously everybody's talking about. And what you said is a big deal. Like I remember when, when Missouri was going through this, I mean, people couldn't wait to tell you, no, we haven't talked to the SEC. This is stupid, blah, 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 which obviously was not true at the time. But they're not even messing with that this time around. They're like, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe some things are happening. And look, my, my big thing is this. I don't think this is coincidence that this is happening. And just three days ago, there was a story by Ross Dellinger where Greg Sankey was basically saying, we got to look at this whole NCAA thing and, you know, maybe the time is coming for the power five schools to, and conferences to kind of look at some other model. Like, I don't think it's a coincidence that those two things are going on at the same time. 
I completely agree. And because, you know, you, you think about what, what's going to happen if, you know, this happens, if even if Texas and Oklahoma weren't to come to the to the SEC, if Texas leaves the Big 12, the Big 12 is is no longer going to exist. Those schools are going to go find new homes and you'll probably have four 16 team leagues. And once you have four 16 team leagues, it becomes a lot easier to kind of hold your own football deal. Um, and, and so, yeah, I definitely think that, like you said, the, the timing is not a coincidence with the fact that that was brought up in, as one of the possibilities and Ross Dellinger and others who wrote stories about, um, you know, the, the SEC and other conferences are a little bit fed up with the NCAA. They want to maybe change things up with football. So there you go. I, I think that's the, the big 12, as we know, it doesn't exist if Texas and OU leave. Right. But does the big 12, cause I've heard some people say the big 12's best bet and not just like message board posts or Twitter. I've, I've talked to some people who cover the big 12 and, and who are familiar with the big 12 and say, I think the best bet is to try to go get BYU and UCF and Houston and whatever. And I, and I'm going, but Okay, your TV window, your TV deal was like, I don't know, somewhere in the neighborhood of $35 million a team. And the Big 12 mm-hmm. went in May and said, hey, we want to renegotiate this early. And TV network said, no, we're good. We don't need to do that. And so now if you go to the TV networks, this thing currently goes through 2025 and it probably wouldn't last that long. But if you go and say, hey, yeah, we lost Texas and OU, but hey, check out UCF and BYU. Like, what does that draw? Like 50%? Right. Are they going, cool, 17 million? I mean, yeah, do those I mean, schools want to do that? Then, right, you're then the American. You know, you're the right. American athletic You're conference. not and a power five league is, that but... d- deserves an automatic playoff bid. Right. So exactly. I think what would happen is, yes, maybe the league says, you know, those two teams leave, the league leaves, the league says, oh, let's try to, you know, keep this together. Well, if you're Oklahoma State, you're immediately looking for where else can I go? If you're any of the schools left, you know, Kansas probably looking, saying Big Ten, please take us in. Yep. You know, the Texas schools, Baylor and Texas Tech and TCU, uh, Pac-12, please take mm-hmm. us in. And so then I think that's how it, it would end up splintering. And so and so the schools that that I think have to be scared are Kansas State and Iowa State. Like there's no natural. Yep. The Big Ten's not taking Iowa State. I, I don't see the Pac-12 yeah. taking Kansas State or Iowa State because if these leagues do it, West Virginia will find a home in the ACC. I think if if chaos goes, Notre Dame, if they have to land in a conference, has the Big Ten or the ACC. UCF makes some sense in the ACC, right? Like UCF is more attractive than Iowa State. BYU, mm-hmm. Boise, Vegas, these teams could find homes in the Pac-12. But, mm-hmm. I, I mean – these schools are now back in the exact same place that all these schools were in in 2011 when, yeah. you know, Missouri took a lot of hell for doing what it did, but there has not been a single day where Missouri looks better for doing what it did than, than it does today. Absolutely. And drink was touched a little bit on that saying, you know, I mean, it's a good thing they, they made the move because that is why I'm here. And that's why we can, we can now just be confident that, you know, we got a spot at the table. And yep. I was actually texting with a buddy yesterday. I mean, like, you know, everyone's, you know, assumption is like, oh, if the Big 12 splits up, all those teams will go to other leagues. But I mean, like the list of teams that in my mind are more appealing than a Kansas State and an Iowa State. I mean, like, mm-hmm. I'd take Cincinnati, probably Central mm-hmm. Florida, Memphis, Houston, BYU, Memphis, Boise. Mm-hmm. I mean, all those teams probably over Kansas State. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think those two that you mentioned, Kansas State and Iowa State, are the two that would that would have to be most nervous. So Adam Schlittler makes a good point. He says, shout out to Mitch with the pod system he came up with yesterday. Makes a ton of sense, and SEC Network doesn't oh, put I that out. plagiarized. With, like, yeah, we're being clear. The SEC Network stole your pod system, right? That's what happened? Oh, there's no doubt Did, did Feinbaum you ask you for – Yeah, yeah did he ask you for permission? I, he's behind me somewhere. 
Yeah, no, no one has been, no one has asked me, and I'm furious. I'm suing. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, look, that's all the fun part of this. That like we could we could do yeah. twelve shows on what the different layouts would be and and what it would look like. And the truth is, obviously, none of us really know. But but my reaction when I saw that tweeted this morning, look, this is the SEC network. This isn't like. Mm-hmm whatever they call Stephen A. Smith's show on ESPN putting this out, right? This is the SEC network owned and operated by the SEC. I'm not sure that's just thrown out there without any information as being possible. Yeah, no, I I definitely agree. And, uh, yeah, I mean, first of all, my first reaction was, yes, that I've been plagiarized. And I actually asked Eli Drinkwitz to tell the – I saw it right before he went on that morning show, and I asked them to to tell them on air that that I was upset and was going to sue, and I don't think he did, which is pretty disappointing considering he said most anything else he wanted to today. So I feel like I was – I feel like I was given short shrift there, but yeah, I agree. There's something to that. You know, when, when the SEC's actual uh, conference, you know, television network is putting that out there, but yeah, that's, that was the benefit of, of being stuck on a runway in the wrong airport for like three hours yesterday. I was just bemusing the, the possibilities of uh, what a 16 team SEC could look like. <laughs> so it kind of, uh, another uh, thing about this Cameron is asking, and, and I'm curious if, if there's been any talk about this down there, people are saying, how soon could if this happens and like we both think again it's pretty far down the road like we're not nobody's guaranteeing OU and Texas are in the SEC but it seems pretty far down to to walk it back at this point so have you is anybody talking or even speculating down there like is 2022 possible because the Big 12 TV thing goes through 2025 but I can't see this happening and everybody being like cool see in four years yeah, I mean, I haven't heard anyone, you know, that at least that I, I feel like, like, or I'm like, well, you're really in a position to know, say, like, oh, this, no one that I've heard throughout a year have, have I been like, oh, yeah, that's going to be it. Like, you know, I've heard different people say different things, basically. Um, but no one really seems to know on that part. The, I will say the one thing that, you know, has been thrown out there that I'm like, that is the one thing that I th- I could see that derailing all of this is that Texas decides to become, you know, independent. independent. Like they're, let's be honest, like at this point, the odds seem very good. They're leaving the big 12. Like I, it seems like it would be hard to get them to come back. It could happen, but it, it, it seemed that way and for a so, while in 2010 as well though. Yeah. 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 That's true. So, you know, I was talking with a group of guys last night, like, and this is very hypothetical, of course, but this is what you do when this type of things happen. You like to play out all the fun scenarios. Like, say Texas leaves to become an independent, then Oklahoma wants to come to the SEC and bring Oklahoma State. Does the SEC still do that? Or do you then say, eh, maybe instead we could get Clemson and Florida State. Right. Then you piss off Florida and South Carolina. So it's, you know, we're talking all the fun hypotheticals. But yeah, I, I, I've not heard anything about like, oh, this is going to go into effect 2022 or anything like that. The one sure thing seems like it won't be this year. <laughs> <laughs> right. It, yeah. Even Even though he said it, I don't, think that Central Michigan and SEMO are going to be replaced on Missouri's schedule with Texas and Oklahoma. I don't think we I would that. love it if they were, by the way. Be phenomenal. I mean, that would be a really fun season to cover, you know, no question. Yeah, um, exactly. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. We just wanted to hop on and, and kind of update you guys and, and kind of get some thoughts and get the feel from, from down in Hoover, kind of what was going on there. Uh, I don't know. I guess kind of probably the first, like, actual hey this seems like a normal football season we've thing we've done in a couple of years huh 
I know it's been nice. Yeah, I feel like today was like the sign of like, okay, I think this season's really going to happen as it's supposed to. And obviously, I'm not saying that I doubted it before, but it's like this is kind of the first step. And then we're talking about camp, you know, some of the team people and saying like, okay, here's what you know that might look like and stuff. So it's like, wow, I think it's really going to happen. Yeah, I mean, if you can eat at the Hoover Mall Galleria Food Court and you can, can have a Charlie's free Dr Pepper, you're in good shape. Absolutely. So, all right, Mitch, appreciate it, man. Thanks for uh, for taking the time. Uh, go back and, and tell Feinbaum you want credit, and uh, we'll catch up later, man. Have a good trip home. Sounds good. All right, 573 Report. Once again, check out 573TEES.com. Get everything you want to get set for the football season, which starts in a little over six weeks. So that's Mitchell Forty from Hoover, Alabama. I'm Gabe DeArmond. Thanks for checking us out, and uh, and we'll put a replay of this up for those who joined late. We will be doing much more regular um, video stuff, streaming stuff, audio stuff all throughout the season. But wanted to make sure, figured there was enough news here in the last 24 hours that we'd jump on and, and just kind of uh, – Hit you guys with all our knowledge uh, in case you missed the SEC network where Power Mizzou's knowledge is actually broadcast every single day now. So thanks, guys. Have a good one.